the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings. Good afternoon to you. It's uh, it's four minutes past the four o'clock hour. Of course, we just went through uh, daylight savings time, where we fell back and gained that extra hour. But some people, though, they still have problems with time. Some people just, you know, kind of run a little bit late. And so you never really have a lot of confidence. Will that person show up in a timely fashion? You know, um, daylight savings time or not, there are some people who just kind of run a little bit behind. And <laughs> such is the case. There, She's walking in the Listen, studio right now. I, turned, laughing. My f- mm-hmm. I turned my alarm off yep. on my phone. Mm-hmm. On Friday, because we were doing a record. Anyway, mm-hmm. I forgot to turn it back on. And so there I'm just we are. sitting back there, just. La di dum. Oh, like there's nothing going on at four o'clock no, in no. my world, right? Well, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Hi, mm-hmm. John. That's good. Listen, I. Um, nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. I, I Something happened to me as far as timings, uh, timing is concerned as well. Uh, and I, I need to go back to last week's show and offer some sort of a, um, an apology. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Well, last week we derided. Uh, well, maybe that's a bit of a strong word. We raised an eyebrow at the questionable tactic of a cat nap. Yes, it's true. We have because we said if we're going to nap, we're going to go like, you know, an hour and a half. Well, when we saw last saw each other here about an hour or so ago, I went into my office, <gasps> closed the door, set the timer for 20 minutes. And that went by. I feel pretty good. I just had a cat nap. <laughs> you going did? On. I did. Yeah. So you're late and I'm taking a cat nap. All I guess daylight savings time. I think that it just messes us all up. I don't know why. We've gained we gained an extra we hour. We gained an extra hour. We should be at our peak performance. Yeah. Instead, I'm like moving through sludge. Well, might I suggest a cat nap, but not now. Well, I, sadly, little, little we're going to be on the hour for the next no, couple, or the, on the air for the next couple hours. I took a 20-minute nap, and all of a sudden that little timer went off, and I was like, oh, oh, get up. Did you lay down on the floor? No, I just put um, I put my foot up on the other chair there in my office. And that was it? It's fine. That's perfect. Where'd you put your head? I just sat in the chair. Oh, that! how can you... I could never go to sleep sitting up it, like it that. It worked. It worked fine. I was so tired. Anyway, that's the power of a cat now. All right. I'm here to repent. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you... Mm-hmm. I also made a, an incorrect statement on the air last week. Which was? I said that um, that Rich Fitzgerald had not endorsed uh, Sarah Anamorado for county executive. And? I was reading in the trip today. He certainly did. Mm-hmm. Which... I have a hard time believing because I heard him speaking about her months ago on on the air on another station, and he was very clear that he was not supportive well, of her agenda. Part of the so now we're just going to stick with 
you know, as long as there's a D after your name, you're my guy. Of course. What, that surprises I despise you? That. I, really, I really hate that. Okay. I just do. That's right. Coming up on today's program in the five o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Kathy Keller. Uh, very much looking forward to that. It's a conversation that we recorded a couple weeks ago, and uh, we aired it in the four o'clock hours. We want to air it in the five mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. So very much uh, looking forward to hearing from Kath about what things have been like since her husband, Tim, passed away. Excellent. Um, what her, I don't know what her outlook and projects are and that sort of thing. Her community. That's coming up in the five o'clock hour. Also in the four o'clock hour, um, which we are currently in, a quarter, John, of U.S. medical students are considering quitting. What? Even before they're doctors? Yep. Well, is it any surprise how difficult? 25%. So hard. That does not speak well of our future. Also, Dr. Carl Truman uh, talking about an article I saw last week in the Wall Street Journal about uh, manufactured children, you know, not having to, you know, Certainly the old way of creating a child with sperm and egg. Right. That's like, so old, that's 20th old school. Century. They're talking about, you know, we'll be able to create uh, new humans out of skin cells in just a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like going to TGI of Friday. That's just really. I'll have the, I'll have the um, what? I'll have a boy. Quesadilla. And I'll have blue eyes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Anyway. Um, also, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to go to the White House. Oh, that's right. Of course. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we do that, you up for a little news? I'm ready. Okay. Fabulous. Without further ado, then, Kath, please give us the top four at four. Is that me? Everyone's late today. Boy. The top four at four. There we go. Number one on Monday, November 6th, 2023. Israel began in earnest its push into Gaza City, the densely populated urban Hamas stronghold with troops and armored vehicles after one of the most intense bombing campaigns of the month-long war. Jet fighters struck John around 450 targets over the previous 24 hours, including Hamas military compounds, observation posts, and firing missiles for anti-tank, firing positions for anti-tank missiles. Once Israeli forces push into Gaza City, I mean... I can't imagine what that combat's going to be like. Uh, Hamas militants have barricaded themselves inside of bombed-out buildings. We have the network of tunnels, uh, the underground command bunk. I, I, I just can't imagine. Anyway, an estimated 241 hostages taken during the group's October 7th attacks in Israel are still being held by Hamas and further add, of course, to the risks of the unfolding ground operation. You can read more details about that in today's Wall Street Journal. Number two. Former President Donald Trump was on the stand in a New York courtroom this afternoon to testify in the fraud trial. Uh, The early testimony marked by Trump repeatedly straying from the questions posed also stood by various property valuations at the center of the case, defending financial statements that other co-defendants have sought to distance themselves from. He was sworn in. And while he was under oath, John, Mr. Trump took the opportunity to repeatedly lash out at the New York judge, Arthur Engeron, seated just four feet to his right. Um, He said, quote, I'm sure the judge will rule against me because he always rules against me. And Garan's voice rose in anger as he seemed to boil over. And he said, no, I'm not here to hear what he has to say, indicating Mr. Trump. I'm here to hear him answer questions. Sit down. <laughs> More details available at CBS News. That's rough, That's rough sledding. Number three. 
Scientists have discovered the oldest black hole yet, a cosmic beast of incredible proportion formed a mere 470 million years after the Big Bang. The findings, which were published today, confirm what until now were just theories that supermassive black holes existed at the dawn of the universe. NASA's James Webb Space Telescope and Chandra X-ray Observatory teamed up over the past year to make the observations. This black hole, John, about 13.2 billion years of age and even more astounding to scientists, it is 10 times bigger than the black hole in our own Milky Way. Mm. 10 times bigger. They believe it was formed from colossal clouds of gas that collapsed in a galaxy next door to one with stars. Mm -hmm. The two galaxies merged and the black hole took over, so says today's ABC News. Mm-hmm. That's where everyone's lost keys are. <laughs> right. Inside that black hole. And, and number four, 26-year-old Key Brian Hayes became the third baseman in pirate franchise history to win a National League Gold Glove Award presented last night by Rawlings on ESPN. The third third baseman? Yes. Really? The first First third third baseman baseman in franchise history. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yes, Hayes ended the 10-year streak of St. Louis Cardinals star Nolan Arenado, who tied Hall of Famer Mike Schmidt last year for the most gold gloves. That's 10 by a National League third baseman. And that's your top four. Congratulations. Four. Isn't that great? It's a bright spot of the otherwise sad season. Yeah, finalist for the second consecutive year. Excellent. Very he had good, six errors, led all of Major League Baseball's third baseman with defensive runs saved and outs above average. Also led all third basemen in fielding run value. Very nice. Isn't that great? Love it. I'm super excited. Very, very good. You can check the whole list out of all of the Gold Glove winners on today's trip. Excellent. Okay, we'll take a quick break. And with more news... We go to the White House next with Greg Clugston from SRN News. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, the ride home here on Word FM. WORD. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For six years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Enter to win the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes, sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Sign up now at wordfm.com. Geneva College is making a commitment to affordability for students in Pennsylvania with the Geneva Tuition Promise. The Geneva Tuition Promise ensures that all eligible Pennsylvania traditional undergraduate students from families earning less than $70,000 annually will pay no tuition at Geneva College starting with the incoming class in the fall of 2024. Discover how an academically excellent Geneva College education is within your reach. Visit geneva.edu slash promise for more details and to determine eligibility. If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh November 19th and 20th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, November 19th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, November 20th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. 
my passion about ancestry comes from the fact that I was an only child who didn't have family. I see all my friends doing family outings and family this, and I would spend weekends just lost in ancestry. My first one that I found was Liz. I was also an only child, and there were no big holiday gatherings where I got to know cousins or aunts. It's because of ancestry. We've kind of become bi-coastal besties. The holidays are meant to be shared with family. Start today during our holiday sale at Ancestry.com. How much is safety and peace of mind worth to you? Severe weather can happen suddenly, and the AccuWeather app gives you more accurate and timely warnings than any other source, right down to the street level. A Premium Plus subscription on the AccuWeather app costs less than a cup of coffee each month, and with it, you get the fastest and most accurate alerts to keep you and your loved ones safer. Clear, concise, and actionable forecasts with superior accuracy. Download the AccuWeather app and choose a Premium Plus subscription today. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like the potential to participate in credited interest from market indexed returns and limit the downside? Join Michael Bettelini for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. here on Word FM. You can also call Michael Bettelini now for your complimentary customized Retirement and Income Radio Kit and Retirement and Income Radio Book at 1-844-449-SAFE. That's 1-844-449-7233. Monday, 4.15. We go now to the White House, where Greg Cluxton joins us from SRN News, where Greg is the White House correspondent. Hey, Greg, how are things? Happy Monday. Things are good. Thank you very much for having me. Always a pleasure, Greg. Thank you. Greg, uh, I was surprised to see this, and perhaps it's just because my head's in the sand, or I I just can't believe we're talking about the same two guys. Um, But we see that President Biden is trailing former President Trump in five key battleground states. Yes, this was a uh, and continues to be a much talked about uh, series of results from separate battleground polls in a half a dozen battleground states, including Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. conducted by The New York Times and Siena College. And this is interesting uh, on a number of levels. Of course, we're we're this this past weekend marked one year before uh, next year's election. Mm -hmm. So we are uh, under a year and, and counting at this point. And what's interesting is that you have five of the six swing states uh, that Donald Trump lost in 2020 that were in this survey. He is now ahead of Joe Biden. And those states are Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada and Pennsylvania. The other swing state that they surveyed, uh, there's a slight edge for Biden, three points over Trump. So a very, very close, even that one. And 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 what these these polls are are showing, at least this current snapshot in time, is that Joe Biden is losing support among younger voters who had shown a lot of enthusiasm for him in 2020, and also showing that Donald Trump is making inroads with Hispanic and Black voters at a, at a surprising clip. And so there's this uh, there's this new dynamic now that is uh, being discussed in that we often will see these national polls, but that's not how we conduct our our elections. It's state by state. So that's why these independent battleground state results are very interesting and could give us some insight as to how voters in those particular states, which could swing the election, are thinking right now. Mm -hmm. 
surprising, but uh, still, as you say, Greg, a long, long way to go. Uh, With that in mind, uh, I was surprised that the third presidential debate, uh, minus Donald J. Trump, will be held this Wednesday. Uh, It's surprising that uh, people are still coalescing around this, uh, thinking something will happen between now and the nomination. Uh, Talk to us about the debate, uh, when, where, and apparently uh, you're part of this as well, Greg. Yeah, I will be uh, I will be traveling there uh, to Miami tomorrow. Downtown Miami at a performing arts center is where the debate is going to be held Wednesday evening, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. And it's going to be seen on NBC News and it's going to be broadcast on the radio by the Salem Radio Network. Excellent. And so uh, you're going to have as the moderators, three moderators, Lester Holt and Kristen Welker of NBC News and Hugh Hewitt of the Salem Radio Network. So um, there is that Salem involvement with uh, with this third debate. And it, it, it's uh, it's going to be a smaller debate stage. Of course, uh, the threshold is increasing with each debate in terms of what the candidates have to do. They have to reach a certain threshold of national polling and also with the number of individual uh, donors to their campaigns. Also, of course, a couple of weeks ago, we had the dropping out of the presidential contest by the former vice president, Mike Pence. So he, of course, will not be there as well. Right now, it looks like there are going to be five on the stage. We had seven uh, um, last time out at the Reagan Library in Simi Valley, California. What's interesting, too, John and Kathy, is we've got uh, Donald Trump, of course, the front runner, a million miles ahead, at least according to the polls of the rest of the GOP pack. And again, he is not going to be participating. But uh, this is in Florida. Of course, he lives in Florida and he thought he might jot down, jot down to the Miami area himself. He's holding a rally in Hialeah, which is basically in the Miami metro area. And he's going to be holding that rally one hour prior to the beginning of the debate. So once again, he's locked into counter-programming on debate night. Hmm. All right. So what about uh, former President Trump and his um, response to the judge in today's uh, trial in New York? Yes. Um, <laughs> didn't didn't seem like it was a uh, it was a, a kind exchange between uh, President Trump and former President Trump and the judge. No. Uh, so he's at this, you know, civil fraud trial um, and he was to testify. He testified today. He followed uh, testimony from his adult sons last week. And his daughter, Ivanka, is going to be testifying later this week. This all has to do with the Trump business organization. And what's interesting is this case, it's its already been determined that there was uh, an overvaluing of assets by the Trump organization. And what the trial now is going to be determining, the judge is going to be determining what the penalty is going to be for the Trump organization. And so here you have Donald Trump today taking the stand and spending a good part of his time, especially this morning in in his opening uh, hour or a couple of hours on the stand, berating the judge who is sitting right there next to him, essentially, or across the room. And uh, at one point, you had the judge at a couple of points uh, talking to or telling, and it could be heard in the courtroom, telling Trump's lawyers to essentially keep their their candidate quiet and to not be giving these rambling monologues to yes or no questions. And and so you essentially had a very combative Donald Trump taking on the very judge who is going to t- determine the outcome in terms of the penalty phase of this trial. Hmm. Interesting. Well, let's go from one battleground to another, Greg. Uh, talk to us now about uh, what's happening. Israel, Hamas are reaching a new plateau of uh, terror and fighting. Um, this is uh, really sort of going big time, isn't it? 
Right. So you have the Israeli defense forces continuing to uh, to push deeper into Gaza. And uh, you have Netanyahu, the prime minister, essentially rebuffing any calls for pauses or ceasefires or anything that would uh, stop the momentum that his military has right now in going after specifically Hamas terrorists. Of course, this has led to uh, a lot of concern about um, civilian casualties. And the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has just wrapped up uh, a several days uh, shuttle diplomacy tour in the Middle East. Uh, his latest stop today was in Turkey. And that followed, you know, he started in Israel, went to Jordan, then the West Bank, uh, Cyprus and Iraq before going to Turkey today. This is all in just the last four or five days. So he has been really making the rounds there in the Middle East and acknowledged that obviously not all of the parties agree about the best path forward. But he was essentially representing the Biden administration and and President Biden and the White House approach of saying, yes, Israel has the right for self-defense in fact, the obligation to defend itself against those Hamas attacks on October 7. But at the same time, the White House now, the administration is wanting and encouraging some isolated and selected pauses in certain areas in the Gaza Strip region to allow for more aid to come in and to allow people to leave that area and to avoid the danger of the war zone. But again, um, we're, uh, you know, we're seeing that the Israeli government is, um, is not very keen on that. They're, they're concerned that any pause, whether it's a ceasefire or it's called something else, it's like such as a humanitarian pause, uh, will essentially allow and give time to Hamas to, uh, to regroup and, uh, you know, set in their defenses uh, to go after or, or as as Israelis go after them. So there's it's a no go from Jerusalem right now in Tel Aviv. Boy, it's interesting, isn't it, Greg? Uh, you know, I was just reading an article about uh, one of our senators, um, John Fetterman, being kind of accosted by a protester at oh. a, a you know a speech he was given, or he was he was on his way to give. Um, and I was thinking about how I think all of our elected representatives are going to be dealing with this. We've got two you know wars going on in the world, and it's interesting that you see uh, people supporting the Palestinian cause, especially when they're right in front of lawmakers. You don't see that. You don't see a bunch of people supporting Putin and the Russian cause um, if you're looking at, at both aggressors of these um, of these two conflicts. Um, I, I wonder how lawmakers are feeling about that. Well, this is uh, this is posing a political dilemma for a lot of lawmakers and, and President Biden being among them. He, of course, is seeking reelection, is uh, is looking for support from as many people as possible. And these latest polls have not been good news for him. But, for example, you had last week. Uh, Democrats in Michigan warning the White House that the president's response to the Israel-Hamas war could put his reelection campaign in jeopardy. I mean, it was a stark warning. Uh, in that state, Michigan hosts the largest concentration of Arab Americans in the nation. So they're watching what's happening very closely uh, in this conflict. And so many in that community are upset, not just there, of course, but in other parts of the country. And we saw protests here in Washington, D.C. over the weekend, um, and they were pro-Palestinian protests against um, uh, the violence that is going from Israel into Gaza against pal Palestinians. But they're they're holding Mr. Biden, Joe Biden, um, really to the test here. And they they see it as a failure to support a ceasefire. 
And so they're they're saying they're going to hold withhold political support unless that changes. So he's feeling it from the pro-Palestinian side uh, of the American voter bloc here in this country. But at the same time, South Florida's Jewish community, for example, is applauding what the president is doing. They say they really like his strong support for Israeli uh, the Israeli offensive and for their right to defend themselves mm -hmm. and exactly how the Jewish community and Jewish voters perceive the White House handling of this war also is going to be very critical um, in this election year. And so uh, that's just a microcosm of what President Biden is facing. And we're seeing this play out for lawmakers in Congress and those who are seeking office. It's something that nobody is going to be able to escape. It's going to be a topic on the campaign trail. It already is. Truly it is. It's strange days indeed, Greg. We're talking with Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, with just a little bit limited time left, talk to us about the uh, forthcoming government shutdown. This is something that we go through, it feels, on a regular basis. November 17th, a newer deadline? Right. It's, uh, you know, back in September, uh, we were up against this deadline. And then you had that 45-day extension, essentially, that was uh, was voted on by members of the Congress. And then we spent the next almost month of having no Speaker of the House. So there was no there was no progress. There was no activity involved in moving forward on the budget bills to fund the federal government. So here we are just less than two weeks now away from that deadline. Once again, just a week before Thanksgiving is that deadline. And so we have the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, and he's got a couple of approaches as he as he moves forward in terms of trying to figure out how to get this funding through. And so it's possible there could be another temporary spending bill that's passed to allow more time because most of this time in this last period uh, was eaten up with that fight over the speakership. So not a lot has changed over the last few weeks, but the deadline does remain the same November 17th. Those deadlines come with disturbing regularity, don't they? Bills have to be paid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's right. And they often come on the eves of elections or uh, eves of holidays. And so right. that sometimes, once we get closer to it, sparks a little more activity. Oh, mm -hmm. Greg, listen, our time is up already. But before you leave us, uh, I don't know if you uh, realized that it was na nachos day. Well, I was going to say national nachos day, is but that's not really what it is. Okay. It's just nachos day. nachos day. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if, if, if you knew and, and if so, if you're celebrating. Uh, I did not know, but uh, there's still a few hours for me to celebrate tonight, which I hope to do. And Excellent. what kind of nachos <laughs> would you be celebrating with should you choose to Beef, partake? chicken, jalapenos, well, yeah, cheese. What, olives. Oh, what's, what's, what yeah. kind of cheese well, what are we talking about? I would say all, all of the above on John's list. I'm yeah. not so much on the olives, but uh, mm. sorry, Kathy. But mm. uh, yeah, and whether it's red salsa or salsa verde, um, I, I love all of that. Yeah, um, nice. Even just a simple cheese and chips. Uh, and wow, you're open to all the, the possibilities, Greg. Excellent, Greg. I am. Well, I am. So it's so it's only 429. It's still plenty of time for dinner, right? Lots of time uh, to celebrate the occasion. And well, thank you for the that's tip. exciting. We, we just talked in the nick of time. Greg, <laughs> thank always you, Greg. happy to hear from Appreciate you. Appreciate you being with us and bringing us up to date. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. You can follow Greg at wordfm.com, Salem Radio Network. He'll be there live Wednesday for the presidential debate. And these weddings, I'm sorry, but these weddings, especially in church, are getting longer and longer and longer every season because the girls have these dreams of what they want in their weddings. And then they go to other weddings and they like take things. Oh, I love that. Mason jars. It's something they think forever. I was at a wedding. It had to have been three hours. Love is patient. Love is kind. I was like, love needs some potato salad. My goodness. John Christ and the Emotional Support Tour. Friday, February 16th, Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now at librarymusichall.com. Don't miss John Christ. Produced by Outback Presents. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. 
There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. In a world where financial landscapes can change rapidly, safeguarding your savings and retirement accounts is paramount. Direct Bullion USA is more than just the number one rated gold bullion dealer in America. We're your trusted partner in navigating the uncertainties of hyperinflation and political upheaval around the world. Direct Bullion USA can provide you with the knowledge and resources to fortify your financial stability and protect what matters most. Call us now at 888-787-GOLD. Precious metals like gold and silver have been a safe haven investment for hundreds of years. Get started when you call Direct Bullion USA at 888-787-4653 and get your free gold investing starter kit today. All it takes is one call to 888-787-GOLD. Take control of your retirement and protect your future with Direct Bullion USA. Call 888-787-4653. That's 888-787-4653. Gold. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 hear us on your smart speaker when you say play the word pittsburgh or find us on the word fm mobile app on one place or wordfm.com and always at 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh sharing the word that changes the world Breezy this evening with a shower in spots. Otherwise cloudy and mild tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 58. Clouds giving way to some sunshine tomorrow. It will be breezy tomorrow. We'll see a high of 64. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 39. Mostly cloudy Wednesday with a little rain. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We're fans of um, the uh, Frick Art Museum over in Point Breeze. Yeah, it's a me lovely place. too. Really, it's the one whole of these thing. kind of hidden gems. Yes, People it don't is. talk about it a lot. Uh, they, they themselves, uh, under a little sort of microscope, uh, the Frick, Frick Pittsburgh, they set a new date for an Islamic art show after a cancellation prompts surprising controversy. So uh, there was this exhibit that was supposed to start uh, last week. But then whenever October 7th happened, the Frick said, uh, you know what? We just think it's best to delay the opening of this. Right, since there was a barbaric attack right. on Israel. So the violence broke out. And Israeli citizens, let me just. Yep. 
And so then um, any number of Islamic uh, groups and individuals spoke out and said, hey, how dare you? You know, we are not the terrorists. We wanted to celebrate this long-planned uh, Islamic art exhibition. It's century, 10 centuries of Islamic art. Mm-hmm. And uh, the frick, so then they were like, uh, our bad. Hard, that's a tough position to be in. Of course it in. is. When I first heard about it, I thought, okay, that makes sense. But then in retrospect, you kind of go, wait a second, you're punishing you know, a whole group of people right, and, right, for a terrorist organization. Years, right. Anyway, oh, long story short, the, the Frick has said, our bad. We thought it was you know, the prudent thing to do. It will be held next su- summer I think it prob- in I think it probably w- was the prudent thing to do. Yeah. But I'm, it's t- I mean, that is an incredible lineage of art sure in the is. Islamic world. But then you have to put but, context yeah, to it. Right. right? And that's, that's where it's saying. going to get really murky. And right. Not murky. It's just going to get really testy. Exactly. I don't know. Next summer, it'll come back to Pittsburgh. So I wonder what is there now instead. That's a good question. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I was there, what, was it last week or two weeks ago, maybe? Two weeks. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And it was so nice outside, I didn't even go into the museum. No, why, why, why? It's when you go in there, generally it's free. Yeah. You know that? Yes. Just walk in. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? The best doorknobs in Pittsburgh. Mm, mm-hmm. Seriously. The best doors. Yeah. When you go in, please do yourself a favor and look at the doorknobs. Yeah. The doorknobs in the Frick Museum are so beautiful. They're gigantic. Gorgeous. They're big and round. They're mm-hmm. brass. They have beautiful detail on them. Lovely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love Makes I love, love that building. Yep. Anyway, there's that new story. Now, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to shuttle ahead. Dr. Carl Truman is with us. The manufacturing of children. That's our future here. Stay with us. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. 101.5 WORD. Life as a single adult can be a little daunting, especially when it comes to maintaining a high moral standard in romantic relationships. On the next Focus on the Family, Cheryl Martin encourages singles to remain focused on pursuing God, honoring Him in dating, and trusting Him for the best He has to offer. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. It seems like every day economic news gets more and more sketchy. We're already seeing huge volatility in the stock market and a rapid erosion in the value of the U.S. dollar. But this time, an economic downturn could happen faster than you ever imagined. Direct Bullion USA, America's number one precious metals company, wants to let you know that now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Want to help protect your hard-earned money before it's too late? Call Direct Bullion USA at 888-787-GOLD and get your free gold investor kit today. Don't wait. Call Direct Bullion USA now at 888-787-4653 and get your free gold and silver survival kit. 
With all of the uncertainty of a world gone mad, you can take control of your financial future with one call to Direct Bullion USA. Call us now at 888-787-4653. That's 888-787-GOLD. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Geneva College is making a commitment to affordability for students in Pennsylvania with the Geneva Tuition Promise. The Geneva Tuition Promise ensures that all eligible Pennsylvania traditional undergraduate students from families earning less than $70,000 annually will pay no tuition at Geneva College starting with the incoming class in the fall of 2024. Discover how an academically excellent Geneva College education is within your reach. Visit geneva.edu slash promise for more details and to determine eligibility. It was last weekend. It might have been the weekend before I was looking at the Wall Street Journal and I came across this article and I, I almost I looked at it first and then I thought I, I, I misread, read, misread that. So I went back and looked at it again. But sadly, it, it was the actual title of the article. What if men could make their own egg cells? And I thought, well, obviously I have to investigate what, what this is about. Anyway, it was a story about a team of people that are working on producing a, a human embryo, not from a union between sperm and egg, but instead, as I remember, from a skin cell. They said within a couple of years, it would, am I right about that, yep. John? It would be, um, it will be possible to just leave the whole crazy idea that, you know, antiquated thing of the sperm and egg behind and we can just create children with skin cells. And I thought then I just had to shut the computer down. I thought this is a Saturday. What am I doing reading this? Right. Anyway, I, I'm not the only one who was checking out this story because our, our good friend, Dr. Carl Truman, was reading it as well. And he's written a, uh, a piece commenting on it. Carl's from the Department of Biblical and Religious Studies at Grove City College. He's also the author of the new book, Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and the Sexual Revolution. Carl, welcome back. Great to be back. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure, Carl. So th this is shocking, although I guess not surprising. So soon and very soon, men, women, just about anybody can order a child almost as if you're going through the drive-in at Wendy's and just saying, I like to have pickles, ketchup, mustard, and lettuce on my burger. You can pre-order your child out of whole cloth, essentially, yeah? Yes. I mean, the implications of this uh, science are... Uh, are really quite terrifying in many ways. And I think, as is usual, we have not or will not think through all of the consequences before we actually pull the trigger on, on setting the development in motion. Yes. So it does raise, as you mentioned in your article, um, it first things, the future of manufactured children, a host of ethical questions. Now, it's, it's fair to say this, first of all, that... Um, you and I, or just people of ordinary means, we would not be the consumers of this. This would be for the 1%, uh, people who were uh, invested in spending a lot of money to create this. But talk to us about that and essentially the ethical questions that you see. 
Yeah, well, I, I'm actually not so sanguine about it just being for 1%, uh, actually. I think this thing could really spread uh, when it becomes, you know, this, you're producing babies the clean, efficient and safe way. You can imagine a situation where those producing babies naturally will be put under increasing pressure not to do so. So I actually wonder if this will, will spread and, and will colonize uh, the way we think in general. Interesting. But, of course, the major problem with it is, I think, well, a number of problems. But the big problem for me is how it encourages us to think about children. It really does tilt us towards thinking about children as, as consumer objects. And you use the example of Wendy's. Well, the great thing about going to Wendy's is if it arrives and they put pickle on it and I didn't want pickle, I just send the burger back and, and get another one. What happens if you've ordered a child and you want a child who's blonde and it turns out to have red hair? Mm. Uh, with no natural bond to that child, what happens to that child in that situation? Uh, you can't just send him or her back to the manufacturer, so to speak, because there's a real person involved in this kind of scenario. So I think there are some real, real ethical issues uh, with this. I also think there's a strange, there has to be a comparison or some sort of conversation that goes on um, looking at the creation of an embryo. And then I would think it would, you know, parents would have to be, I'm using the word parents kind of in air quotes, but would have to be paying for such a service. And then you've got people who are also find themselves unexpectedly pregnant and are paying for the abortion of that same reproductive product. I hate to put it in that in that term, yeah. but it seems like that's the term that would be used. I mean, we would we'd be like working at cross purposes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's really rather odd that in an era when we're doing our best to to sort of destroy life at all costs, both at the beginning and at the end, if you same week I was reading this article, I also read a report coming out from Canada that one in 20 deaths in Canada last year were by medically assisted suicide. It's very interesting, the very point we are working hard to, uh, to terminate life, both at the beginning and at the end, uh, in terms of human control, we're also developing these technologies to create life. I mm -hmm. think it's part of a, a sort of God syndrome we have, that we, we wish to be gods in this world, and we all know how well that goes generally. Right. So, Carl, we've seen this, of course. It requires a little more effort and uh, connection and time and expense, but... Um, uh, a, a single woman or a single man can now have a child. Of course, gay couples can have children, but it requires a sperm and egg and donors and surro surro surrogacy and all that. This is in some ways just a, a Frankensteinian shortcut. Yes, I, I think in some ways that all of the procedures you've described stand on a continuum with this because all of those procedures really tilt us towards thinking of children as, as products children as things that are made, children as things that can be detached at some level from the natural reproductive process. So I would say surrogacy uh, is a bit like that. More controversially, I would say in vitro fertilization uh, tends towards that as well. As soon as you start interfering with the natural human process of conception, you're starting to think about children as things that are made not, to use the old-fashioned terminology, things that are begotten. Yes. So I wonder about this. Earlier, uh, Kath and I were uh, talking about that uh, children, the, uh, the birth of children in this country, are apparently at an all-time low. So in, in this way, um, 
the the less fuss, less muss of having a child in some way? Would that spur on birth rates? I mean, that's not even a silver lining, but I, I guess it's part of the conversation. Yes, I mean, I, I would imagine somebody will make a pitch to that effect. But of course, the answer to the the loss of the, the the low birth rate in the West at the moment is make more babies. You know, let's uh, you know make love, make babies. Uh, have them the natural way. The problem is not due to, to sort of drastically collapsing rates of fertility. It's due to the fact that an awful lot of people are choosing not to have children. Uh, so this technology would not, of course, fix that particular problem because that's a question of what your vision of life is, what you think your life should consist of rather than biological restraints. Dr. Carl Truman is with us. He's the author of Strange New World, How Thinkers and Activists Redefined Identity and the Sexual Revolution. Uh, Carl, there are, of course, uh, I mean, almost an infinite number of unknowns in a scenario like this. We have no idea, medically speaking, um, chemically speaking, what would happen, what a human would end up being like who was, you know, created in this way. Um, But I think what you're getting at in the article is uh, perhaps even a more important question, which is how are we looking at children? You said earlier we're looking at them as commodities. And I I think – when you have kids, especially when your children are younger, I don't know if you and your wife had this experience, but, you know, they're kind of like your little, they're kind of attached to you, right? They kind of, you you know, you're like the sun and they orbit around you when the they're small. Me. The mini right? And then the, the process of raising them is to kind is allowing them and them kind of setting up their own lives and that sort of thing. So when you commodify children as infants, I wonder what that growth maturation process would be like with someone who had that in mind when they quote unquote got their child at first yeah i mean that's a big imponderable and it may vary from couple to couple i I certainly wouldn't want to say that a couple that let's say had a baby produce from skin cells couldn't love that child and i wouldn't want to say that that child uh, would be less human because of the way the child had been produced but we don't know that that would be the case in every case and we do know that there are strong biological bonds particularly that women have for the children they've carried in their wombs for for nine months i think the father's bond with the child often begins to become more real at birth but my wife told me she felt a strong bond to the child as soon as she knew she was carrying the child the other thing we don't know of course is is what bond the child will have to the parents it's it's hard to, it can be hard for adopted kids sometimes uh, when they suddenly discover they're adopted. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would it be to discover that actually you don't really have parents? You were produced sort of in a petri dish from a, a composite of various parents who were simply there to provide genetic material, that your life did not arise out of the love between two people, you were quite literally produced by the farming of genetic, genetic material from others. We just don't know how the children would think in that situation, whether that would create psychological disorders. Uh, we also don't, we know from uh, other creatures that have been cloned, Dolly the sheep, for example, that often life expectancy is, uh, is not as, as great as it would be for, for, for some uh, animal naturally produced. As I understand it, we don't really know why that is the case, but it seems to be the case. So there are all kinds of problems, and um, we're not creating jellyfish here. We're creating real human persons, and that, I think, raises critical moral problems 
relative to the one being produced as well as those of us who are doing the producing. Yes. And so you wonder, what about the, the medical ethics community? Mm-hmm. Um, right. How are there, will there be guardrails that will be in place? I mean, because I, I did, I, I hearkened back to Frankenstein. There, I mean, these are going to be babies that are in a Petri dish. So what does new life creation minus a mother and father look like? and the ethical components of that. Who decides what and when and where and how to make this work or not? Well, you really need a normative understanding of what it means to be a human being uh, to begin with, because that would set natural limits. So, for example, if a woman can't produce eggs, but there's an injection you can give her that will stimulate egg production, you're restoring a function that should be there. That's, you know, you're making the body work as ideally, normatively it should do. When you take skin cells and you produce another human being from that, that's not restoring anything. That's transformative. That's operating without a normative understanding of what the human body is and the human body does. So I'm not sure where you would get these guardrails from since we don't have a normative understanding of what it means to be human anymore. It seems to me the guardrails would simply be dictated by what the community will tolerate taste-wise. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I mean, oh, strange new world. I, I, right? Oh. What, will, what will the world look like in 25, 50, 100 years or less, right, Carl? I mean, all bets yeah. are off at this point. The only good news is it gives me plenty to write about for first thing. <laughs> there, there you go. Never at a loss for topic. Very good. That's Carl, Dr. Carl Truman. You can check out his book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, Cultural Amnesia, Expressive Individualism, and the Road to Sexual Revolution. Thank you, Carl. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thanks very much. I mean, can you imagine? No. No, you can't, really. What? God help us all. Fall is here. School is back. The days of sitting poolside are over. If you spend a lot of time in the sun, though, you might be seeing its effect on your skin. A few more freckles, some premature wrinkles, blotches on your hands, face, and neck. At Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, an IPL photo facial can help reverse the damage of sun and time, making your skin appear healthy and radiant. New customers get the Fall Back in Time IPL special for just $4.99. Your results are their business at chilledtoperfectionpgh.com. If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh November 19th and 20th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, November 19th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, November 20th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. It seems like every day economic news gets more and more sketchy. We're already seeing huge volumes. Volatility in the stock market and a rapid erosion in the value of the U.S. dollar. But this time, an economic downturn could happen faster than you ever imagined. Direct Bullion USA wants to let you know that now is the time to take actions that may help protect and secure your portfolio with physical precious metals. Call Direct Bullion USA at 888-787-GOLD and get your free gold investor kit today. 
Call Direct Bullion USA now at 888-787-4653. With all of the uncertainty of a world gone mad, you can take control of your financial future with one call to Direct Bullion USA. Most importantly, Direct Bullion USA is a faith-based company that understands your family's financial goals. And we're here to help you preserve your wealth and faith. Call us now at 888-787-4653. That's 888-787-GOLD. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. Among the next generation of doctors who are going to be caring for all of us, many are considering quitting medical school even before they get their white coat. Mm. Well, that's not good. You could see the difficulty. I mean, oh, well, he, how harsh well, and how hard medical school okay, is. Okay, but it's always been that hard. Yes, of course. It's always been so that hard. So why did they say? What are you reading from? So this is from Fox News. It's a new report from Elsevier Health, which surveyed students to get their perspectives on education and career. Mm. Um, so they're trying to get uh, put their finger on the pulse of doctors and nurses and what their perspective on their okay. work is. Um the last survey they did showed that nursing shortages and clinician burnout are two dominant concerns for U.S. Of clinicians, course. especially post-COVID, right? Yes. Um, so it goes on to talk about the 23% that are considering dropping out of out of their studies altogether. Okay. Um, another 58% of those remaining in medical programs may pursue careers outside of direct patient care because... They said the number one concern is that the toll that a medical career will take on their mental well-being. Mm -hmm. So the aforementioned egg and yeah, exactly. We're going to we're going to get into that. Right. The report confirms findings from past studies which showed high levels of distress, Mm -hmm. burnout, mental health concern among doctors and med students. Um, I was at uh, a funeral uh, over the weekend and sat um, behind the attending physician of the persons whose funeral I was at. Oh, yeah? They cried. The doctor oh. and the spouse cried. And they had a long-standing relationship. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I was thrilled to see them. What a rare and wonderful thing that is. It sure is. Right? Well, that's disappearing yep. from American healthcare. that you're with a doctor for decades and a relationship is built up over time. And then there's a funeral and the doctor shows up along that's with the doctor's spouse. That's incredible. That's really so incredible. Beautiful. That's I just really happened to see that. 
Uh, Continuing reading from Fox News, quote, the expanding demands on students to learn basic medicine, to do research and to learn cultural competency, which is what you're talking about. Like, you know, we're all of a sudden we're going to be debating with people whether we can, you know, conceive a child from skin cells. It's too much for many students in the typical four year curriculum of medical schools. He said many schools are creating well-being leaders, such as chief wellness officers, to help foster a culture that sets students and physicians up for success, makes them feel like this type of concentration, schooling, and attention is valued. Interesting. Yeah. And then you include AI as part of the discussion. Your next doctor will be some robot. Who, I saw this piece today, uh, 27% of the time, AI can be wrong. Like, they'll make up stuff just... Willy oh, Miller. yeah. The article said that 27% of the time, AI is hallucinating. Yes. And by hallucinating, they just explain that as they're just... Making it, things up. AI is making stuff up. Right. right. <laughs> so, so that's what's coming your way. Babies from skin cells and hallucinating robots will be taking care of you now. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> things will get better, right? Things always get better. This is just transition. Okay. Well, I think so. Okay. I want to go back to the uh, med school article because the, there's one um, person who was interviewed at the end whose response I wanted to read out. A uh, fourth-year med student in Northern California. She said, after my internal medicine ro- rotation, before I did surgery, I was the most depressed I have ever been and absolutely considered dropping out. But once I found surgery, I became obsessed and cannot imagine doing anything else. How cool. Now I am excited for my career. Excellent. Good. So... I mean, if you know somebody who's in med school, I have a good friend who's currently in med school. Give them the encouragement that they deserve and that they absolutely need. That they're going to find their niche and that they're going to be able to serve society and feel a lot of satisfaction in their career. We need you, doctors. We sure do. And you nurses. Yes, everyone in the healthcare industry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up and taking care of us. Sharing the word that changes the world wherever you are. On your smart speaker, oneplace.com, wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, and in your car at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Israeli forces have severed northern Gaza from the rest of the territory, pounding it with intense airstrikes overnight, setting the stage for an expected push into the dense confines of Gaza City. President Biden promoting new cash for Amtrak, visiting Bear, Delaware, to announce more than $16 billion in new funding that will go toward 25 passenger rail projects between Boston and Washington. In New York, the judge presiding over the civil fraud trial of Donald Trump, admonishing him to keep his answers on point and concise. The former president has been testifying in a lawsuit accusing him of dramatically inflating his net worth. Stocks finished higher. The Dow was up 34 points. The Nasdaq gained 40 and the S&P 500 adding 7 points today. This is SRN News. The truth is that our college years are really pivotal. And it's a time to discover and to cultivate, and if you're so inclined, to see where God leads you. And that's why we're excited always to talk about Grove City College. I think back to being an undergrad myself. And early on, I mean, I wanted to get a job, but I wanted to get uh, good grades. And then somehow during, you know, in the middle of my freshman year, I started thinking, why do I want to 
like what's the what's the oh, of course I want to make my parents happy but you're in college maybe your parents don't care as much about your grades at that point is that really enough motivation is that I just want to have no. a 4.0 or whatever is that not grades only I, I I don't think it can be I know that a lot of people look at college that way and think well if I get the grades then I get the job but the thing I love about Grove City is that it puts learning in a larger context. Yeah. So it's great to get good grades and it's very important to get a job. But what about curiosity, sparking curiosity in your student that makes you want to dig deeper into a subject? Maybe it's not even your major, but something that helps you to appreciate God's creation and just what has been established on earth for the purposes of praising him or knowing him better. I know that's the truth of Grove City College. To know who God is to know who you are meant to be, to pursue your purpose and joy, gcc.edu. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. MediShare is a proven thing, too. For over 30 years, it's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing, too. If you join before November 15th and you mention the promo code SHARE, you'll get another $150 savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but just call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline's November 15th. So call now and you'll save even more. Here's the number, 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE, 844-47-BIBLE. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like the potential to participate in credited interest from market indexed returns and limit the downside? Join Michael Bettelini for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Saturdays at 1130 a.m. here on Word FM. You can also call Michael Bettelini now for your complimentary customized Retirement and Income Radio Kit and Retirement and Income Radio Book at 1-844-449-SAFE. That's 1-844-449-7233. Breezy this evening with a shower in spots. Otherwise cloudy and mild tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 58. Clouds giving way to some sunshine tomorrow. It will be breezy tomorrow. We'll see a high of 64. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 39. Mostly cloudy Wednesday with a little rain. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon and greetings. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour, the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you. Beautiful out there. It's so beautiful, but I'm so sleepy. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. I, it, the... The clock changed. I mean, we got an extra hour of sleep, so, so I should feel completely rejuvenated. I should be a new person today. Yeah. Instead, all I want to do is go to sleep, mm-hmm. and I. Every person I've talked to today is tired. I'm because the same way. Why do we do this to ourselves? I, because it's just. I thought it was because of farming. Now I guess it's just because it's politics. It's just because the 
Politicians in the Midwest don't want to give right. it up. I guess lobbyists are somehow ruling our lives. Anyway, I'm looking at the paper today, and I see this. The United States birth rate languishes at its lowest level in history. Really? Mm-hmm. The lowest level, which is no surprise considering what we look around, you know, at China, at Japan. Yeah, but we've went through a developed... civil war yeah. for multiple years here Lowest in the level in history. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's even more interesting. We went through a Great Depression. We did. And people still had babies, but not anymore. It's rare. Don't you surprise when you see, like, you know, like in our neighborhood to see someone walking around with a baby carriage. I go, oh, look, there's a, there's a mom in a baby carriage. I don't see it often. Huh. And on top of that, the one and done, one child only, and that's it, all-time high. People are not having multiple children either. So That's a shame. Yeah. Both things are a shame. Latest figures from 2022, uh, since the mid-1980s, the rate at which we produce only children, one child, has remained absolutely flat. Something like one in five American women ages 22. Five to 44 are one and done. I mean, that's wild given birth rates. Mm-hmm. But um, families with three or more kids plunged in the 1980s as birth control, education, greater opportunities help women pile into the workforce. It's also an own, there's also when only children rose to their current level, families shifted away after the Great Recession when among women aged 25 to 44, even having two children lost its luster. So birth rate's low. If you're having a child, you're having one. That spells big trouble in the future, does it not? It really does. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about a shrinking workforce. Yeah. If people want kids, they may want more than one. A consistent minority stops at one, be it for biological, philosophical, or logistical reasons. But otherwise, children seem to be a multiple or nothing proposition in many households in the past. But it doesn't hold true today. Uh, Gallup confirmed this. A poll this summer found that almost nobody, just 3% of Americans, consider one child to be the ideal family size. About three-quarters of us think that two, 44%, or three, 29% children would be ideal. And the parents who have that many kids are much more likely to have the precise number of kids that they think is ideal. Okay, here's the question that I wish they would have asked. What's that? I wish they would have gone to people who were 55 years old and asked them if they wish they would have had more kids. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think a lot of 55-year-olds wish they had more kids. I I would say yes. Do you wish you had had more kids? Yes, undoubtedly. Yeah, Yeah. so do I. Yeah, wish I had four kids, five kids. Yeah. I have two kids. Right. The blessings, the struggles, all that. Yep. The things you think of at the time are different than the things you're going to think about in 15 years. Yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't been easy. Two kids. No. Four kids. That's extra heft. Yeah. We started so late. Right. But I get it. I mean, the idea of having more kids, very, very appealing. Yeah. It's a hard question. Uh, everything that has to do with uh, having kids and child rearing is... Deeply personal. Is deeply personal. And it, it so much of it, you, you, it's so immediate because of how difficult it is when you're going through it. I kind of wish I would have been able to kind of get out of it to see a bigger perspective that those years are so hard, but they go past quickly. And you're going to wish that you had... More kids later on. I wonder about the disparity in income. 
people who earn six figures plus, are they more willing to have larger families? Is the financial burden somehow, you know, better off when you have more money or when you're counting pennies like you and I did, right? Uh, two kids seem to be a lot, mm-hmm. but now in retrospect. But we did not have a third child because of money. No, neither did we. So, <laughs> no, right. Right. And so, so every, it, is every, it is part of the equation, but a lot, it's part of every equation when you read an article about it. Yeah. But when people are deciding whether to have kids or not, I wonder how much of an equation that actually is, how much that really figures in. It's got to come into it. Kids are expensive. No, I don't think, well, I mean, yes, of course, but nobody is, when they're deciding whether they're going to have another child or they're doing a dollar sign. I just don't believe that. I can't believe that. Yeah. I can imagine people doing that before they've had kids because they have no idea how much they'll love their children. Right. But if you've had a couple kids and you love them, I cannot imagine that your yes or no is based can on. Can we afford this no, job? No, I just not. can't believe that. Yeah, I don't know. It's very difficult. Anyway, an all-time low, that's scary, isn't it? What's it's not happen? a good sign for the culture. No. Remember? I mean, we've read about Japan for years. China. I think they're saying that based on numbers and Something like 300 years, the Japanese uh, et- et- ethnic uh, line will just disappear. Um, and I just heard, wait, there was another country that I just heard. Hmm. I don't remember what the other one was. There was another country I just read about last week who was having a similar um, situation when it came to, mm. are we going to be reproducible? Is this culture going to be reproducible at this rate? Well, when you see large families, to me, I would say two two things. Hispanic, Germany. It was oh, Germany. Germans, yeah. It was Germany. Okay. So families, multiple kids, Hispanic families. Yep. Islamic families. Islamic families. That's my second. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Yep. There's a great population boom there, but not here with us. Anyway, that's a Monday morning afternoon Gee, thought. That's really thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. Anyway, for those of you that normally join us in this hour, in the 5 o'clock hour, you don't often have a chance to hear uh, Kathy Keller. And uh, we had a conversation with Kath two weeks ago uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, and we're going to replay it for you here. And um, I hope you enjoy hearing about what life is like for Kath, um, dealing with the death of her husband, Tim, and um, the kinds of projects she's working on. She's such a terrific person. Love her. We'll take a quick break, come back, and regroup with Kathy Keller. WORD. Coming up this week from Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll. I am personally convinced that the number one enemy of unity is the tongue. Not drink, not drugs, not even a poor church program. It's the tongue. Hear Chuck Swindoll's practical application from his study on the leader Nehemiah this week on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. In a world where financial landscapes can change rapidly, safeguarding your savings and retirement accounts is paramount. Direct Bullion USA is more than just the number one rated gold bullion dealer in America. We're your trusted partner in navigating the uncertainties of hyperinflation and political upheaval around the world. And we share your Christian worldview. Call us now at 888-787-GOLD. Precious metals like gold and silver have been a safe haven investment for hundreds of years. 
And investors are diversifying their portfolios every month with physical gold and silver with Direct Bullion USA. Get started when you call Direct Bullion USA at 888-787-4653 and get your free gold investing starter kit today. All it takes is one call to 888-787-GOLD. Take control of your retirement and protect your future with Direct Bullion USA. Call 888-787-4653. That's 888-787-GOLD. Hey, it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes the towels softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Where can you go anytime, day or night, to hear full-length radio programs from favorites like John MacArthur, Greg Laurie, and Chuck Swindoll? The new OnePlace.com. Where can you get free devotionals, podcasts, and articles on issues like marriage and parenting, politics and current events, and Christian living for men and women? The new OnePlace.com. Your favorite Christian teachers. Online and on mobile at OnePlace.com. OnePlace.com. Our friend Tim Keller passed away in uh, May, I believe it was the 19th of this year, and uh, it was it was a surprise. I, I, I know we all knew that Tim was sick. Um, Tim and Kathy, uh, his wife, were regular guests on our show here, and we had talked about um, his uh, journey through cancer treatment, through diagnosis and treatment and you know, all the things that surround that in life. Um, but still, when the day came, I was just shocked by it. And um, John, I know you felt the same way. And I'm sure every person who was impacted by Tim and Kathy in uh, their incredible ministry over so many years felt the same way. Mm -hmm. We are happy to welcome back to the airwaves, Kathy Keller. Her and Tim were married for many years, co-founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York, New York. And Kath, uh, it's good to hear you. Thanks for being with us here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah, you're right about it uh, being a shock. We had gone down to the NIH to repeat the treatment that he had had the previous June yeah. that had worked so well. And all of the same side effects were present, uh, not wanting to eat and uh, one thing and another. And they just kept saying, you're familiar. These are side effects. They'll go away. Just hang out. Just hang out. And um, so we were just acting like, well, this will go away, and you'll get better, and this will be fine. And then suddenly it wasn't. I mean, he, he we got back from the NIH, and he was hospitalized within the week, and they did every test in the world, and they said, 
can't find anything wrong. Maybe this is just all the tumors dying at once and you're having a reaction to it. So that sounded positive. And we we went home and two days later he was hospitalized again. And four days after that he was dead. So it was his body just really couldn't take the treatment is the closest anybody came to it. Hmm. It might have been a successful treatment, but he was just so weakened by all of the other things that had happened beforehand that it just... Um, he couldn't sustain the treatment. So it was it was very abrupt from our point of view. Yeah, you say pancreatic cancer. What do you mean it was abrupt? But it was not what we were thinking. We were thinking, get the treatment, be okay, fine, this is good. And we just weren't thinking about this not working. So it was it was a shock. It really was a shock. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked just a few weeks before that, you know, as you were headed down for the new treatment. And, and Tim, as always, his voice here Sounded on the air, and... full of vigor. Yep. And, you know, we're mm-hmm. thinking like you were thinking, oh, business as usual, even though, Kath, you you know, the, 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 the diagnosis that people, you know, wouldn't live that long. And, and Tim sort of, you know, defied those odds in many ways. So I expected him, like you and uh, I'm sure everybody else did, that he would just continue on with that strong, strong work that he'd been continuing to do all these many years. Yeah, and I think there was a large part of denial on my part. Um, you see in those T-shirts, denial isn't just a river in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I even told one of my doctors, I said, I think my husband might be the first person to actually, um, you know, successfully uh, beat pancreatic cancer. That I was that positive and everything pointed in that direction, but that's not what God had. And um, it's, you know, adjusting to any kind of bereavement is really dreadful. One of my very close friends, one of the people we dedicated meaning of marriage to, her husband just died of Parkinson's after a long illness three weeks ago. So of the six couples, three of us are now widows, and it's been different for each of us. But the the one thing that we all agree is that you get sideswiped. You're just walking around, you're doing okay, and then you suddenly see a book that was on the, net, the end table that he had been reading, or you suddenly have um, – a reason to go into the office and it just looks like he just left it. So it's, and you're just devastated, you know, I hate to use the word triggered, but um, it's, it's like, uh, gosh, I wasn't ready for, uh, you know, for this. So, and that happens regularly. And then I cry out to God and, you know, the reading for today, if anyone else is doing the McChain Bible reading um, program where you read four chapters, uh, Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and something else. Um, well, I mean, either Old Testament or New Testament. It says, forgetting what is behind, we press onward and go forward. And um, I don't want to forget anything, but I don't want to wallow in the past. Yeah. And I think there is a danger of that, a really big danger, especially Tim was very, um, very often when he did funerals said the biggest emotion that you will find at a funeral is not grief, but guilt, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, you know, especially not thinking that this was leading up to Tim's death. I should have said this. I should have said that. We should have talked about this. We should have talked about that. And, um, we didn't, and now I can't. I can't fix it. There's no way to fix it, right. and I have to remind. I have to remind myself it doesn't need to be fixed. He is right. 
gloriously happy. He's with Jesus. Everything wrong has been put right. He's happy. He's healed. He's holy. And it's my job to run the race with endurance that's ahead of me. But I, my, it's really hard to pull my mind back from the woulda, coulda, shoulda. I bet. And because you're here, you're, you're still here and Tim is gone. So of course you're going to spin with that. And, and I think, Catherine, when I think of you and Tim together, and especially, you know, you joined us all these many times, you're husband and wife, of course, but you were collaborators. Mm-hmm. You were creatives together. You built something gigantic that changed so many people's lives. And I think especially that, that collaboration was so deeply key to who you were together. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, it was a little less so in um, the three years before the cancer diagnosis because Tim had moved out of the pulpit and into city to city, and that meant him traveling a lot, which I did not do with him because traveling is pretty difficult for me on a number of levels. So there was a little less of that collaboration in those three years, but that was one of the things Tim found as a positive to both COVID and cancer hitting at the same time is that we were freed from all the travel, all the responsibilities, and just to spend time with each other. Now, he was still teaching courses on Zoom. We... (laughs) We became the, probably the biggest North American users of Zoom in the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for one thing and another. But um, it, it meant that we were together for longer than I think we've ever been, day in and day out, because we were really isolated on several fronts. Right. Uh, Kath, what about um, the, the, I don't know, the time between – Tim's death and the memorial service, which was so beautiful. So Tim. And so Tim. I mean, it really was. Oh my gosh. And you're, you must have just been so grateful for your boys. And I mean, just the whole thing was so beautiful. I've talked about the process of planning that, or maybe you didn't have to because he'd already laid it all out. Well, there were a lot of adjunct things that went into it that, um, Craig Ellis, who is Tim's um, assistant for 15 years, was the um, intermediary between uh, me and our family and Valinor, which was a company that um, City to City had actually hired several years ago after another co-founder of City to City had died and they realized they had no plan in place. And here's Tim with a cancer diagnosis. They had no plan in place for how do you do a memorial. And it was deeply annoying to us as we're trying to focus on the positive to be asked to, well, write your obituary, write your service, right, right, you know, right. all those, no, we're not going to need this for years and years. Right. So, but they made us do it. Now in the final analysis, which I changed that service quite a bit to the one to resemble very closely, the one that we had down at the NIH with Francis Collins, um, which was a week after Easter, it was a belated Easter service and the, the hymns that we used and, I have a recording of Tim, you know, with all of those instructions that um, that were printed in the bulletin and read before we sang the hymn of, you know, Tim explaining why those were in the order that they were in and what they meant, how to to know what kind of God God is and how to have a relationship with him and how to grow in him. That's I've got that all on a, a recording, oh, which is very poor recording because it's just on my phone. But um that's what I decided it would be, oh, I don't know, helpful, interesting to have the have Tim's notes, so to speak. 
before each of the hymns. I have to tell you something about that. If you watch the memorial service, you don't really get the full flavor because they did not mic the congregation. They mic'd the yes, um, worship the leader. Soloist, yeah. Yeah. But when people started belting out those hymns, I thought St. Patrick's Cathedral mm-hmm. was going to lift off. Oh, like my really? face I can't imagine. It was amazing. And Cardinal Dolan actually came and yeah. was very generous and gracious and letting us even use the facility and didn't make us pay or anything. He was going to just bring greetings and leave. And when the singing started, mm-hmm. his head whipped around and he stayed for the whole service. <laughs> oh, did I don't think he's ever heard a congregation of people <laughs> sing the hymns like that. So, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it was something else. I mean, uh, I did not know the the service was being held at St. Patrick's, and of course, living watching, in New York, right? We're watching it, and and John's like, "That's St. Patrick's," and I'm like, it, "John, I'm sure it's not St. Patrick's." I, I mean, <laughs> I, I loved it so much. It was really so wonderful. What about that, Kath? Yeah, I how mean, did that all, all the people. I mean, the church had to be filled, and and I, you know, the irony is there. You are, you know evangelical Christians in the middle of, you know, Catholicism in Manhattan. I mean, the two roads fairly uh, never intersect. Well, Tim was very good at cultivating relationships with people that normally would um, not want to even be seen with an evangelical with, um, you know, as, as a way of building bridges and, and being able to, be a witness to them. And I mean, he had a long, he once led a Bible study for lesbians down in uh, the East Village, starting with the art critic of the Village Voice. And wow. he was on a weekly phone call with um, Orthodox Jews and, you know, Muslims and those sort of people. Uh, well, and some other people that were staunchly evangelical, but it was all, it was all civil conversation, not berating one another. And he had also cultivated, um, you know, talking to both Cardinal Dolan and the Cardinal before him, Cardinal O'Connor. And, you know, of course there's differences, uh, huge differences between Catholicism and Protestantism. But I remember he came back one time after a meeting with Cardinal O'Connor, the previous Cardinal, and said, well, we agreed on one thing, that salvation is by grace alone (laughs) now. What we disagreed about was the grace delivery system. Yeah, was it faith right. or was it the sacraments? Mm. So that's still a pretty big gap between those two things. It sure is, yeah. Yeah, but the friendship that he was able to maintain and that um, that sense of, of civility and openness to have conversations is is rare and is so beautiful and such an effective – in from how I see it, such an effective means of uh, sharing your faith. Yes, it is. You know, where you don't back down an iota from your um, biblical beliefs, but at the same time you believe this person was made in the image of God and I'm not going to vilify them because of the image of God and the common grace that might be operating in them. So, yes, Cardinal Dolan was very gracious when we were, when I when they, we were making the calls trying to find a venue that would be large enough, um, we said, you know, do you ever rent out the, the um, St. Patrick's or do you, um, what do you charge if you do rent it? And he said, no, we never rent it out, but you're welcome to use it for free. Wow. And I just about <laughs> fell over. So. Yeah, that's really cool. Catherine, we need to step away. Can you stay with us a little bit longer? 
sure I can. I want, I can, yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much. Kathy Keller's with us. We're talking about her and Tim Keller and the legacy and the marriage and grief and unification between people and all that and more. Please stay with us. Kathy Keller here on The Ride Home. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Reuter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Reuter2 today. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898. And you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. This is Kenny Woods with Word FM, and we're sending Bibles to the world. Here's Michael with Bible League. Kenny, what if you were forced to live without a Bible? You know, that's the way it is for evangelical Christians all over the world. Only one Christian in 10 has a Bible in many parts of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America. But hear from this pastor as he shares the reaction of a senior saint who finally received her own Bible. She literally knelt down and she cried. At the age of 60, she never had a Bible. It is so much fulfilling just to see people rejoicing when they receive their Bibles. You catch that? That senior saint, when she finally received her Bible, didn't merely say thank you. She wept for joy. And Kenny, I'm so grateful that Word FM and Bible League were teamed up right now to bless 5,000 Bibleist believers with their very own copy of God's Word. $5 cents a Bible. $100 cents 20. Call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-W-O-R-D or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. It's one station with many locations. Word FM is on oneplace.com, wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app on your smart speaker, and at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Breezy this evening with a shower in spots. Otherwise cloudy and mild tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 58. Clouds giving way to some sunshine tomorrow. It will be breezy tomorrow. We'll see a high of 64. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 39. Mostly cloudy Wednesday with a little rain. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 61. With your AccuWeather forecast. 
I'm Drew Shannon. Uh, for all of us who've been taught, uh, impacted, even discipled by Tim Keller over the years, we all grieve his loss. But no one more than Kath, his wife, uh, who is joining us for the first time today on the show since losing Tim. Kath, you, you made reference a little earlier that uh, friends of yours, um, married couples that uh, you had gotten together with, uh, several of them have become widows as well. Uh, in this process, uh, they, I'm sure, were able to impart some wisdom to you. Um, uh, can you talk about that and um, whether that wisdom has been helpful uh, in this journey? Well, um, it's been helpful to talk to my friends who have been widowed. Cindy recently, uh, Pittsburgh girl, um, Caritas originally, and Louise Midwood, who was a Pittsburgh girl as well, and gateway with me, um, whose husband David died nine years ago, so she's been a widow longer than all of us. But the most helpful thing to me has been um, has been lengthy prayer. And when I don't know how to pray, and it's a lot of the time I don't know how to pray. I've been relying on a book called The Valley of Vision. Are you familiar sure. with that book? Sure, yeah. Okay. A collection of Puritan I, prayers. Yeah, it's a, it's a collection of Puritan prayers. And even if you're not sure you like Puritans, just the name gives you um, goosebumps or shivers or whatever, I would really recommend reading these. There's some really, really wonderful prayers that, I, that can get you started. They're kind of like... Um, just, you know, the ignition pilot light on your stove that get you started in your prayer uh, when you just decide yourself and don't know how to do it. So that's that's been very helpful to me, um, especially when you were talking about Tim's legacy. One of the biggest, and again, I hate to use the word triggers, is we're trying to um, archive, and that means digitizing, I'm afraid, all of the stuff that Tim left behind. His office was in our home, so our whole home is pretty much his office. And there are between 20 and 30 file drawers, filing cabinet drawers, or boxes, file boxes, that have everything he ever did, conference speaking and sermons and courses that he taught and correspondence and um, just everything. I mean, Tim was no pack rat. These are all orderly, you know, filed by name, number, date, etc. things. But before I let them out of the house to have someone digitize them and then archive them, I need to see what's in them and whether they really should be part of that process. So I'm handling, I'm trying to do one box a day and I'm handling everything. I mean, Tim's voice is in everything the stuff we did i remember that course i remember that retreat i remember that so it's it's constantly more or less in my face as you might say yes. yeah um, that must be really hard i i mean i it's it's wonderful when the christian life is um when everything's integrated um and it you know our our work life our home life we're all like we're a christian in all areas and in all relationships but when that relationship is broken through death i don't know i find that grieving process just seems it, it at least i have felt in the past it seems kind of just enveloping well, I don't really feel like the relationship has broken. I mean, Tim is glorified and 
and you know facing jesus talking to him I, you know people who say i still talk to my departed husband or wife hey, what's the point of that he's not listening he's <laughs> worshiping jesus so you know i'm not going to go there but um i'm just so aware of him being alive and happy and mm-hmm. holy it doesn't he's just not here so when i yeah. read something interesting or see something interesting i just eh, eh. oh i can't tell him about it so that's a, a, a all, always an unpleasant thing, but a reminder. But it's you know, handling all of these papers. It's taking me back to the start of Redeemer, to the start of his ministry in Hopewell. Even he has things filed from his ministry at Bucknell, you know, when he was a brand new Christian. So it's kind of like the whole length and breadth of his Christian life hmm. um, right there. So it's. And I I haven't even started looking for organizations that do this kind of thing. I've been told that there are, but I figured I'm premature since I have I've only gotten through two of maybe thirty boxes. So I are from a file drawer. So oh, before I forget, I know this is totally different change of subject, but my three boys wanted who knew I was going to be talking to you wanted to make sure that I said. Go Stillers. Because <laughs> it was a big win yesterday, Kath. <laughs> yes, it was. I've heard all about it. Excellent. Yes. Were, were any of the boys here? Um, well, the our oldest son is in North Carolina um, uh, where he's starting his own private equity business on Christian principles. And then two families are here in New York City, and they're coming over for dinner. In fact, the grandchildren are already here. Oh, I'm, Good. They're not allowed to watch much television, so as a special treat and a way to keep them out of my bedroom while I'm talking to you, they <laughs> are watching. Oh. They are watching a um, show. They're watching a kids' show, cartoon Great. or something. Very Terrific. Nice. So, happy to facilitate that. Kath, we're up against another break. Can you hang with us? Sure. Sounds Excellent. good. Kathy Keller's with us. She is uh, the wife of Tim Keller, who uh, the world lost. Uh, but heaven gained back in May. We're going to continue our conversation with Kath after our break. One hundred one point five WORD. We're Ann and Dave Wilson. You know, marriage and parenting are not easy. And we're certainly not marriage experts or perfect parents, but we've learned a few lessons over 41 years of marriage and three sons, and we want to pass those along to you, and we'll also be joined by special guests. So join us here each weekday for Family Life Today, as together we pursue the relationships that matter most. Family Life Today, tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. And these weddings, I'm sorry, but these weddings, especially in church, are getting longer and longer and longer every season because the girls have these dreams of what they want in their weddings, and then they go to other weddings, and they, like, take things. Oh, I love that. Mason jars. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It takes forever. I was at a wedding. It had to have been three hours. Love is patient. Love is kind. I was like, love needs some potato salad. My goodness. John Crist in the Emotional Support Tour. Friday, February 16th, Carnegie of Homestead Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now at librarymusichall.com. Don't miss John Crist. Produced by Outback Presents. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called 
the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Hey, it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long-staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed, rinse-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Kathy Keller is with us. We're talking about the passing of Tim Keller, his legacy, Kathy Keller and her life, what it is like now. Yeah, and Kathy, that's what I want to turn to now because um, a ton of people, millions of people are familiar with Tim um, and his work and uh, his sermons. Um, but we've so enjoyed getting, we loved him. We so enjoyed getting to know you and you are um, a very accomplished person in your own right. And you mentioned before that, um, that, you know, Tim has gone on uh, to his reward, but you are still working out your faith with fear and trembling and um, walking your own path. And so I guess I want to ask you about that, about what it's been like to kind of, I don't know, come, I, I don't, is, what's, how, what's your thinking on that and how, what's that been like since Tim's death? Um, I guess there's two levels to answer that question. One, it appears as if, um, as the inheritor of all of Tim's intellectual property, that my job is to find ways to, um, create an architecture between several organizations that want to publish and use and disseminate and translate and basically get Tim's material out there. So that's um, all foreign territory to me. And, you know, we're my, my son David is being a big help on that, but we, 
we're going to need other people. We're going to need IT lawyers and that sort of thing. And that's, like I say, very foreign territory. But it, there's even a publisher who said, who had, Tim had almost signed a five-book contract with right before we left for the NIH. And they didn't. And yet those books are sketched out. And the the uh, publisher of HarperCollins Christian Publishing came here and looked through the files and said, you know, some of these could still be published, you know, if you were willing to, like, quilt them together. And I said, quilt, A, eh? uh, you know, <laughs> you mean, like, write, fill in the gaps. And you know, that strikes fear into my heart because I'm not Tim, even, though, you know, I haven't read his books. I can't call on all these citations and sources. And it just it would be his content, but it certainly wouldn't be as full as if he had written all of it himself. So there's there's that aspect of what God is asking me to do. I think the other aspect is he's asking me, I told you this earlier, to run the race with endurance to become the person he wants me to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, minus Tim. There's a sense in which he was we all we did everything together, and I was in, to some extent shielded by Tim. If we were in a social situation, in which which makes both of us very uncomfortable, he was still the one that they wanted to talk to, and I was the sidekick. So I didn't have to have the spotlight on me. But um, here it is. Now it's now it's you know a different situation, and I've I've got to come out from behind all of my. Um, strategies for avoiding small talk and that sort of thing and <laughs> and and minister to people in a way that I haven't in a while um, because I was always ministering to Tim so that he could minister to others but that's not I mean it, it remains to be seen is what I guess uh, what I'm finding it remains to be seen what God wants me to do and so what is, is that I, one of the, go ahead keep going no, I was just going to say, one of the things he wants me to do is take the meatloaf out of the oven before it's burned. Because <laughs> I have, I have five, five of my seven grandchildren out in the living room waiting for dinner. Okay, you go oh, do that. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, right. Kath. Well, listen, it was great. I mean, we've emailed and texted and whatever since Tim's death, but this is really good to hear your thank voice. You, and we love you. We and do. And our prayers are with you. Yeah. We know well, that you're carrying you. a lot of burden. Thank you. Well, you know, pray for us to find the right people to get us through all of the yeah, I will. bureaucracy and red tape and all of the the stuff that I don't know what I'm doing, you know. Mm, yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. Our yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Love you. You take care. We send our best Pleasure from Pittsburgh, and then uh, the pumpkins and the trees are all here. So um, come visit sometime, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah Yinzer, and enjoy the Yinzer meatloaf. <laughs> Kathy Keller, very nice. We'll take a, a quick break, come back, and regroup. You're listening to Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Now that the pumpkins are almost gone, do you know what time it is? 
it's time to talk turkey. At the Springhouse in 84, we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time. But our customers are calling now to talk about Thanksgiving turkeys. For 20 years, we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys. I grew up on a farm where we raised, dressed, and sold turkeys, and I do feel we know what a good turkey should look like. First of all, it should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted, and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the Springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-3339 now to order yours, and don't forget to order buns, casseroles, and most of all, pumpkin pies. Let us help you make your Thanksgiving really delicious. Hey, did you know only six states still have an inheritance tax? Unfortunately, Pennsylvania is one of them. This is John Steigerwald. You know, lucky for you, you've got Abernethy and Hagerman there in your corner. I know Jay Hagerman. I've talked with him and his team, and trust me, they know you've worked hard for your money, and they know how to help ensure it gets to the ones you love. Protect what you've spent your life working for. Keep more of what's yours. With Abernethy and Hagerman, visit a-h.law. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. MediShare is a proven thing, too. For over 30 years, it's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing, too. If you join before November 15th and you mention the promo code SHARE, you'll get another $150 savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but just call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline's November 15th. So call now and you'll save even more. Here's the number. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Are you tired of going online every day and getting news meant to make you afraid? Or meaningless celebrity gossip fighting for your attention? Want something different? Something positive? Make your new homepage Christianity.com with daily devotionals, answers to life's tough questions, and meaningful Bible study from favorite pastors and authors on today's current events and issues. Now you have a homepage that reflects your life and your faith. Join the thousands of others who have joined Christianity.com and experience the difference that good news can make in your life. I, uh, over the weekend, <laughs> you popped into my head because for a moment there I was worried about your oil. Oh, because mm-hmm. my car eats oil. Well, that's kind of funny. It's not even my vehicle. And not even consistently. No. It'd be nice if I could, like, it eats oil until I would know that every two weeks I need to add or whatever. Right. But it, I can go three months and not have to add any oil, and then I have to add oil three times in six days. It's so what stupid. I have no idea. So it's a fairly, for you, new-ish car. Well, it has 109,000 miles oh, so on you've it. Had, how long have you had it? Six years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Seven years. Whoa. But you're not ready to give it up. No, I'm not ready to give it up. Okay, but yeah. the oil thing is really annoying. Yeah, it's kind of vexing. Anyway, I saw something today about um, the uh, most common cars across all 50 states. Uh, would you like to know ours here yeah, in the state of Pennsylvania? Yeah. In Pennsylvania, the most common car we drive is the Toyota RAV4. Okay. Mm-hmm. You do see a lot of those. You do. And 98% of them are gray. 
They are. It just, yeah. Aren't you surprised by the lack of color in car Well, the newer cars. The, a little more splash? The, the, yeah, the 22s and 23s all have different colors. Green, but orange. Your car and my car are like the same color. I'm gray. Yeah, I'm gray. I mean, would you pay extra for a different color car? I think about I, that all the time. I don't think I'd pay extra. Right. That's the problem, right? Uh, Henry Ford uh, used to say about the Model T, you can have it in any color you'd like as long as it's black. <laughs> okay. Right? Uh, in Maine, the most popular vehicle is the Ford F-Series truck. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Along with New Hampshire, Vermont, and uh, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, the RAV4 is also the most popular vehicle in Virginia. The Silverado is the most popular. Uh, no, wait, let, don't tell me. In something like Kentucky or Tennessee? Uh, a lot of places. North Carolina, South Carolina. Ohio, Kentucky. Ohio, really? Yep. Uh, South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Alabama. Okay. The Ford F-Series, another pickup truck, most popular in Georgia, Mississippi, mm-hmm. Tennessee, um, Louisiana, Texas. A lot of, I mean, it's it's a toss-up between the Silverado and the Ford F-Series. Mm-hmm. California, what's, your, what's the most popular car in California? Wait, it is a, it's something, it's something silly. It's something like a uh, Prius. It uh, used to be. It's a Tesla Model Y. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Toyota RAV4 in Washington and Arizona. The F-Series in Montana and Idaho. In Wyoming, they're Ram truck people. Are they? Uh-huh. But, boy, pickup trucks are what about everywhere. Like, what about Michigan? Is there anything about... Uh... Michigan. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, what does that say? Uh, the Michigan, uh, they themselves are the uh, Silverado. Are they? Mm-hmm. Pickup trucks uh, rule. Okay. What about... In, there's, there's no Camrys. So... There's no There's no Impalas. sedans. There's no, no sedans. No. It's these little, you know... Like a mini SUV or a truck. Yep. Yep. There's I'm surprised that there's no Subaru Outback nothing, listed there. Nothing. Most popular in every state. Yeah. But mo- I mean, or there's wait, no... Wait, 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 wait. Um, or there's no Ford... Oh, a Corolla. A Toyota Corolla is the most popular car in... Wait, Toyota Corolla. Um, the Toyota Corolla is the most popular car in... Think of old people. Florida. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The only place where there is a sedan. And a Corolla is, I mean, it's, it's a stretch to call that a sedan. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's... <laughs> it's a very small sedan. It's very small. Right, it is. It feels like a toy. Pickup trucks and little mini uh, SUVs. That's it. Wow. Uh, that many people are hauling that many things? No. Most pickup trucks are not hauling anything. Do you so think? it's so it's just an image thing. Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, you see this. We are we are a weird people. We don't we buy it that we don't need it, right? Just because just it makes us case. look a certain way. Yeah, I wonder if Europeans are the same way when it comes to cars. No, do you think? Well, first of all, they're driving like you know miniature mini, cars, teeny weeny cars, right? But does, 
do they have some sort of outlook on life which says, I think that kind of little ridiculous car is cool? No, I just think it's a, a matter of practicality. The streets are tiny. Parking is well, not existent. Europeans aren't necessarily practical, any more practical than well, Americans are. More practical than the way and what they're driving, I believe. No, maybe in what Because the streets are tiny. Why would you, you couldn't drive a Ford no, you F-150 could, no, you never pickup could. truck. No, you never could. That, right? would be, that would be stupid. And there, there's probably a, lot, a strong anti-American bias for the ridiculousness yes. of the vehicles we well, choose to drive. Well, we've watched Top Gear. We know how they pick on yeah, England. Right, right, right. right. Um, it's Nacho's Day. I, I, I don't want us to leave the air without talking about it's it. It's Nacho's Day? Yes. Oh, okay. Famous favorite nachos? Uh, chicken nachos. Really? Like a big plate filled with, we need some jalapenos on there. We uh-huh. need a couple kinds of cheese. Some chicken. Um, some green olives would mm-hmm. be a big help. Mm-hmm. Scallions? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And some chicken on there. Salsa? And good salsa and mm-hmm. some queso yeah. mixed in. Sounds good to Isn't me. Isn't that delicious? Why do you have to bring this up? It's well, close to dinner it, time. I'm just bringing it up because it's nachos okay, day. Right. Lex, you like some nachos? Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. some nachos. Wait, no, we can't hear you, Lex. Okay. Right. That's sad. I don't know what's going on there. Is she nodding it's furiously? Monday. No, she was talking. Now she is nodding her head. Okay, yes, but she you. does like nachos. Would you like are you, Would you like a chicken nacho? Or would you are you go asking gra- me? Yeah. No, I'd be happy to have a chicken nacho. Would it's not my first choice, I would have to say. What's your first choice? Ground beef. Oh, okay. Or steak. Steak nachos. Oh. That's like super high end. Yeah, I don't really like that what? very much. Really? Really? It just seems like a lot. It is a lot. But if you're having like a nacho meal like I that, wanna, I want to have it right now. Now that we're talking about it, I would like to have it right now. Well, it's so del- Do you ever make nachos at home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now it's like kind of, oh, I may should make those, you know, part of the menu this week. Because it's a crowd pleaser, right? Everybody likes a nacho. Is it, is it really balanced? No, no. No, I don't it's really like think it chips. is. Yeah. But it's so delicious. Chips. It's kind of junk foodish. Yeah. I, w- I like to have the appetizer plate as my entree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do. All right. Well, hope you enjoy your nachos. Thank you. Okay. Is this it? This is it, John. All right. This is it. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Hope you have a great night. You have a great night. That's right. Enjoy your nachos. Yeah. Love it. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.